Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemond Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemond Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams, coming to you live tonight from Houston, Texas, as we prepare for a lot of sports talk this afternoon or this evening here in Houston at 7 p.m. And everybody across America is probably late on your side of town as well. So I'm excited to be back with you for another week. A lot of talk about college football on the show as well as NFL football, getting my picks and predictions going into week two. Tomorrow game kicks off tomorrow, the Thursday night football package, as well as the games on Sunday week two. And Kicking off the show tonight, we're going to just roll right into it. The Houston Texans kicked off their 2018 season on the road against one of the toughest opponents in the AFC, and that's the New England Patriots. Texas ended up losing that game 27-20 to uh, to New England Patriots. Kind of give you a little rundown real quick. Um, you know, Tom Brady picked up where he left off last year. He threw for 277 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, one to Gronkowski. Uh, Gronkowski had 123 yards receiving as well as with that touchdown. Um, then flipping over to the Texans, they got up to a slow start offensively. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he fumbled off the first handoff on the 19-yard line, which gave the Patriots the opportunity uh, defensively to get their first turnover, but offensively to get rolling at home as they scored there shortly after. Uh, and then for their second series in, in the game, and, and kind of got rolling offensively. Uh, Texans didn't score any touchdown in the first half. Their first touchdown didn't come into the third quarter. But New England already jumped out there with a 21 lead, a uh, 20 point lead going into halftime, which kind of sealed the deal for them as they maintained that lead, only having two field goals in the second half, finishing the game up, winning 27 to 20. Now, we know New England is a very tough team to play at home, uh, especially when the season is kicking off. Because Tom Brady is highly motivated and confident going into week one and two. Uh, last year he had that suspension. This year he's able to kick off the season uh, at home. He bring in his number one receiver, his tight end, Gronkowski. Uh, Ron Gronkowski was able to do his thing against the Texans in double coverage as well as um, man-to-man coverage, Rob Gronkowski was able to find his way and, and, and get through that secondary, especially when he had an opportunity in the red zone. He was able to use his size. And Tom and Rob has that chemistry where they can feed off each other. And you saw that throughout the first half for the New England Patriots. Flipping to the other side, the Texans struggle. I mentioned that. Deshaun Watson with the turnover. Looked a little out of sync offensively. Uh, coming back from a knee injury. Uh, and it took him a while to get going offensively. It took him a while to find his groove. Uh, he found that in the third quarter with some good halftime adjustments. Uh, offensively, the Texans struggled uh, as far as running the ball, passing the ball, and it didn't look like they was in sync offensively early on in the first half, which is obvious they didn't have a touchdown. But they eventually found a way to get it done in the second half. Give credit to Alpha Blue. Um, I thought Alpha Blue was able to step in and help out offensively for the Texans. Uh, another key player uh, was the fact that another key play that I saw 
that I like from Lamar Miller. We talked we talked about that last week on the show. I talked about how Lamar Miller needs to bring some balance to the Houston Texans offense this season, being a little bit leaner. And found his quickness and his speed back this year. He rushed for what, 98 yards for Houston. Last week on the road, I had about 20 carries. So he's anticipating to pick up the workload and, and try to bring some more effort to that offense and push the Texans on the road as, or as they continue to be on the road this week playing Tennessee. Uh, J.J. Watt returns to the field as well as to the team, you know, with their home, I mean, with their road game against New England Patriots. He suffered an injury last year, and Whitney, Whitney Merciless as, as well returned to the defense. Um, and, you know, having those two impact players back for the Texans, defensively you want to see how they're going to play, how the energy level is going to be. Uh, defensively the Texans was trying to fight through it, even though offensively the offense was struggling they couldn't really get going. It just felt like the defense never got a chance to um, adjust to what the Patriots were throwing at them in the first half. Defensively, they slowed them down, which allowed the offense for the Texans to get rolling. But J.J. Watt returned, looked pretty solid, uh, merciless looked solid. Uh, but, you know, the secondary is a work in progress for the Texans. Uh, Kareem Jackson is now at safety position. Uh, he had to make some adjustments. You had... Uh, on the Honey Badger, he had an interception, so he had kind of fell right into the play where he left off. Uh, last year, even though he wasn't with the Texans, he was able to step in and pick off uh, Tom Brady, which is very hard uh, to do as a safety, as any defensive back. Texans suffered a few injuries throughout the game. Christian uh, Covington, uh, he suffered a thigh injury in the first quarter. A few linemen. I remember a lineman going down for the Texans in the first half. So injuries are the Achilles heel for the Houston Texans as well as for the Patriots. Uh, Jeremy Hill, he left the game, the running back. He had a knee injury. Um, then, you know, Gronkowski seems like, you know, he seems like he's always having some kind of nagging injury, but he was able to stay throughout the whole game. Uh, wanted to see a little bit more from DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans. Um, didn't see a lot of him in the first half. Watson was trying to find him. Uh, give credit to New England Patriots for bringing pressure to the second-year quarterback and Deshaun Watson throughout the game, which kind of rattled him and made him feel uncomfortable in the pocket as he was going through his progressions, trying to find a defensive player. I mean, offensive players to help him move his team down the field. Um, the relationship I'm starting to see now with Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson is starting to grow. Uh, I don't know if Watson is leaning more on the understanding of what his coach is trying to tell him and, and not relying a little bit more on his natural ability. Uh, he looked a little puzzled is the word. Or in my opinion, he looked like he wasn't kind to you know, – he was more implementing the system that the coaches wanted him to do, which is – what he's supposed to do. That's why he gets paid the money he gets paid. He's a professional player. He's supposed to do what the coaches insist that he does. But it just seems that time, at times his natural ability as a dual threat quarterback should have kicked in and helped the offense by extending the plays with his legs. And maybe that, maybe we'll see more of that as the Texans prepare to play the Tennessee Titans on the road in Nashville this week. 
this Sunday, but uh, what I saw on Sun this past Sunday from Deshaun Watson just felt like he was out of sync offensively, um, didn't have an opportunity to kind of get going by throwing the ball. Then when he wanted to take off running, it was kind of indecisive. Uh, then at that point, all, their offense was three and out, and they couldn't really move the ball. So trying to wrap it up and trying to recap it here, the Texans uh, on the on the road for week one against New England Patriots, losing 27-20. to um, Offensively struggling in the first half, no touchdowns. Deshaun Watson tried to do as much as he could offensively. Uh, not really a lot of connections with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, defensively, the Texans got off to a sl- uh, bad start because they gave up 21 points in the first half. But the secondary stepped up and was able to rattle Tom Brady in the second half, which he, Tom Brady didn't produce any touchdowns at all, So, um, which forced him doing a pitch for field goals. But in the grand scheme of things, the Texans are not a team that can – once they're down 21 to 28 points, something similar like that, or 21 points, they're not built to. Uh, and it, it takes time. It will come throughout the season where you will see if they're able to uh, bounce back from adversity and, and put up some points offensively to get back in the game. But early on in the season, they're a team that either can create a lead and maintain that lead or be competitive throughout the game. And when they get down by 21 points in the first half, you can pretty much sit as a wrap. Um, but I like the, the heart that I saw in the second half. They can build off that momentum offensively, and it can help them as they prepare to hit the road to play Tennessee. Speaking of Tennessee, Houston Texans will play their AFC South rivalry team or AFC South team and the Tennessee Titans. Titans had some issues last week as well as at the quarterback position. Looks like Blaine Gabbert will be the starter going to this week as the Tennessee Titans quarterback uh, Marcus Mariota suffered an injury to his elbow, so it's projected that most likely he will not play against the Texans on Sunday, and they're going to go with Blaine Gabbert. So that helps the Texans defensively, especially with J.J. Uh, Clowney and Merciless up front going against a Blaine Gabbert, more of a pocket pre- uh, present type of quarterback, not a scrambler. Was Marcus Mariota is more of a dual threat guy. Uh, the Texans anticipate the Texans bring a lot of pressure, a lot of blitz packages against Blaine Gabbert. Uh, you know they've seen this guy's skill set before. He's been in the AFC South uh, division, and you can rattle him early. Uh, he's a guy that you can, if you get out to him early and often, uh, his he will second guess some of his progressions and some of his looks. Maybe the Texans can force some, touch, um, some turnovers on the road, which will help their confidence against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Titans have a new head coach, former uh, linebacker coach for the Houston Texans. Now in his first year for the Titans, and he's going into his second week. So it, it's going to be a lot. It's a lot of history there. Uh, from the coaching staff standpoint, you want to see how it's going to play out for the Texans, hopefully in their favor as they try to search for their first victory this 2018-19 season. Uh, I anticipate Lamar Miller to continue to have some success running the football. He was only two yards away from a 100-yard game against a tough New England defense on the road. Um, so he's going to probably get a lot more touches in the first half. This is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, receiving-wise, De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins 
You know, he had eight receptions for 78 yards against New England, and I'm pretty sure Bill O'Brien is going to implement some system where he gets some touches, maybe some screen passes, uh, wide receiver screens to kind of get him going, get him in some space. Uh, Tennessee, you know, they're going to look to their running back. He had 10 or well, 16 carries, 75 yards, and Deion Lewis, the running back out of Pittsburgh in his seventh year. Uh, Lewis is a veteran. He's been around for a while, seventh season. But the Titans going to rely on him as Blaine Gabbert steps in for Mariota on the offensive side of the ball as a quarterback position due to his injury. So that kind of sums up the Texans game versus the New England Patriots as they lose to and recap their loss to the New England Patriots on the road 27-20. to But they're preparing to play the Tennessee Titans on week two, and hopefully their offense get out to a better start offensively and they get the W on the road. Time for us to take our first break of the show, so let's go ahead and break. And when I come back, I'm going to go around the NFL and talk about some NFL topics for this week as we prepare for week two of the NFL. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave my Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. Sports Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. We're Lee Mott Williams on the Voice America Sports Network coming to you live this Wednesday night from Houston, Texas. As I 
recapped the Houston Texans football game week one versus the New England Patriots. Texans struggled offensively, didn't get off to a fast start, and Deshaun Watson had one major turnover in the first quarter, which allowed the New England Patriots to get their first touchdown, and they're a very tough team at home, beating the uh, Houston Texans 27-20 to as the Texans showed some kind of life offensively in the second half, putting up 14 points. Unfortunately, that lead, that 21-point lead going into the halftime was not enough for them to overcome, and they suffered their first loss of the season against the New England Patriots. Going into this segment, I want to kind of go around the NFL and talk about some games and recap some games from last week. One of the games that really, that really surprised me, but uh, I want to kind of talk about is the Buffalo Bills versus uh, the Baltimore Ravens. The Buffalo Bills went on the road, played the Ravens, and got pretty much stumped. They got beat 47-3. to didn't do anything, didn't show up, only scored three points in the third quarter. Uh, give credit more to the Baltimore Ravens. It was well prepared. I wanted to see how Joe Flacco stood out in his home opener um, with a lot of pressure on him at the quarterback position with Lamar Jackson now, the rookie, uh, showing his talent and his skill set throughout preseason. I want to see what Joe Flacco would do going into it. And he was very impressive offensively, and their team was as a unit. Uh, defensively, we want to see what Terrell Suggs was going to do uh, for the uh, Baltimore Ravens coming back from his injury. And defensively, it was phenomenal. I mean, uh, they almost pitched a shutout against the Buffalo Bills at home. Uh, LaShawn McCoy only finished with 22 yards for the Buffalo Bills on seven carries. Offensively, they stink. They didn't do anything. They only passed the ball for 70 yards. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, you remember, he played with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, picked up by the Buffalo Bills. It's a really good running back out of the backfield as far as catching the ball in space. Uh, give credit to the Baltimore Ravens. They had a game plan for them. They shut him down, only giving up 22 yards to Sean McCoy. What hurt the Baltimore Ravens was their quarterback play. Their quarterback play was non-existent. They didn't have a quarterback that stepped in to do anything for them on the road. I mean, Nathan Peterman was their starting quarterback, and he lost his job going into week two already. For the Buffalo Bills, it was announced either today or sometime yesterday that the Buffalo Bills are going to go with their rookie quarterback uh, moving forward in week two and Josh Allen. Allen was the number seven pick in last April's draft. Um, and, and it just shows you time waits for no one. <laughs> and the pressure that each week in the NFL is about what have you done lately. And if you're not winning – and let me say this right now for the record. If you're getting off to an 0-2, 0-3 start, statistically it tells you it's very hard for you to make it to the playoffs. Uh, confidence is shot. A lot of guys don't really recover from an 0-2. Or 0-2 start, yes, maybe. But definitely an 0-3 and 0-4 start in the NFL is hard to recover. And with, Bal- I mean, with Buffalo having so much potential last year, uh, under Tyrod Taylor, that's now with the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, they was you know, they improved from 2017. I mean, from 2016 to 2017. So a lot of expectations put on the franchise going into the season. And right now, they are not waiting. Uh, their coaching staff made an in-house decision to go with Josh Allen. 
rookie quarterback and seeing all the success that's going on right now with rookie quarterbacks uh, and the learning curve, you know, Sam uh, Darlin over there in New, uh, in New York, the Jets, uh, on Monday night he had some success. So it just seems like Buffalo wants to really move forward with Josh Allen. And what he's going to face this week, uh, Josh Allen, is that he's going to see a lot of blitz packages coming at his way. He's going to see a lot of moving parts that the game is going to pick up a lot faster compared to the preseason uh, when he was earning his reps and earning and the teams was getting a chance to look at him. Buffalo's a team that, uh, you know, they have a strong fan base, which we all know about, but at the same time, Going home in front of their home fans, that coaching staff for Baltimore wants to be able to uh, prove to their fans and the uh, front office and everybody involved that they're going to be competitive this season. They play against uh, the L.A. Chargers at home, so it should be an opportunity for them to sneak in their first victory. Uh, the Chargers are definitely passing team under – Philip Rivers, and having the opportunity to come home to try to recover from that lopsided loss. I mean, a 47-3 loss to Baltimore Ravens gives them an opportunity to reinvent themselves under the new leadership of Josh Allen. So I'm excited to see how that plays out for the Buffalo Bills. Again, hats off to the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Flacco and his offense did an impressive job at home as they beat the Buffalo Bills, 47-3. Let's talk about another team that I watched, uh, and I saw a lot of them doing a hard knock series this summer, was the Cleveland Browns. They was home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I wanted to see how the Steelers were going to do offensively without their key running back in Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers won on the road, and this game ended up being a tie. I know a lot of the Listeners out there and people want to a tie, yeah, a tie in this game, 21-21, to as Pittsburgh was able to stay winless, as well as the Browns hasn't won a game in, what, 19 games, 20 games, somewhere in there. I stopped counting after a while. But the Browns has not won a game in almost two years. Uh, Pittsburgh tied the game 21-21. So kind of recapping this game here, uh, T.J. Watt, yes, that's T.J. Watt, the brother of, Texans outstanding future Hall of Famer defensive lineman J.J. Watt uh, blocked the field goal, the 43-yard field goal attempt with nine seconds left in overtime, which once the time expired, it made it a tie. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was their only well, the key component offensively without Le'Veon Bell. There was no balance, so everything rest on the shoulders of Ben Roethlisberger. And Roethlisberger, for the most part, tried to do what he can do offensively. Uh, Pittsburgh committed to six turnovers, which is unlikely for them, on the road, including the strip sack fumble on Roethlisberger. you got to give credit to Cleveland Browns and their defensive line. I was impressed with their pressure they put on on uh, the Steelers throughout the game. Uh, you know, and with the quarterback issues, with the, uh, the Browns having, you know, multiple quarterbacks, Tyrod Taylor, and they have uh, the rookie quarterback out of Oklahoma. His, mind, his name just slips my mind right now. Um, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. Having him there, you want to see who's going to step up and kind of 
take ownership of that position um, at the quarterback spot. Tyron Taylor got hit uh, quite often, and Cleveland gave up seven sacks, committed to the 11 penalties. So both teams, you're still early in the season, both teams trying to figure each other out. Both teams are still trying uh, to make a name for themselves in the 2018 season. Pittsburgh, again, Four surprise on their end. Uh, three interceptions in the first half by Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, seems like either A, he's losing a step, or B, uh, defensive coordinators are doing a better job in defending Ben Roethlisberger and his passing attack. Um, then, you know, Antonio Brown is his main guy, so maybe he was trying to force a few passes to him, which forces a turnover. But in grand scheme of things, uh, James Conner, uh, he filled in for Le'Veon Bell offensively as a running back position. If you remember, Connor was a young man out of University of Pittsburgh last season, uh, and he was able to kind of step in and not just say he replaced Le'Veon Bell. I'm not going to go that far, but what I am going to say, he was very impressive. Um, and, you know, he, he was able to score two touchdowns He ran uh, while running for 135 yards. So, uh I don't know. If you're Le'Veon Bell and you saw that performance out of James Conner, I mean, you have to want to congratulate him because you don't ever want to feel like you have any animosity to the young man for doing his job. Two, where does it put Le'Veon Bell in his argument with the Pittsburgh Steelers not reporting to uh, week one, not reporting to the team when they hit you with a franchise tag? Uh, If I was Le'Veon at this point, um, you know, I'll just see how it plays out. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, rest the judgment on anything. At the same time, James Conner has, has earned that spot. Now, if Conner continues to rush like he's been rushing, saying the 135 yards, he doubles that, or rush for over 100 yards this week, it's going to be very hard for Le'Veon Bell to come back this season and claim that spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know the music in my ear. A-Rod is telling me it's time for me to take a break, so let's go ahead and break. And when we come back, let's switch gears and go to college football and talk about the AP polls and some of the canceled games this week as Hurricane Florence threatened to hit the East Coast uh, this weekend. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave Mark Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs> Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. <laughs> 
Now is the time for a road trip for an outdoor-centered summer vacation to chase the fishing bite. So this week, The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking summer angling adventures. Joining us will be Dave Mercer, host of Dave Mercer's Facts of Fishing, plus J.P. DeRose from Breaking Boundaries, and Cat Daddy. Jim and Trav's Summer Angling Adventures is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lee Mark Williams on the Voice America Sports Network coming to you live from Houston, Texas on this Wednesday night as we enter segment number three of the show. and We're going to switch gears. The first two segments was all about the NFL. Gave you my thoughts and, and opinions on the Houston Texans, recapping the Houston Texans versus the New England Patriots game. and Kind of went around the NFL in the second segment, uh, recapping the Browns versus Steelers game, as well as I uh, talked about the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. Going to this third segment, I want to switch gears and talk about college football. With Hurricane Florence approaching the East Coast from Carolina up to my hometown area and the Tywood area, the North of Virginia, Virginia Beach area, a lot of people are panicking and getting prepared for this, uh, this storm, which should be uh, looks like it's a Cat 4, and it's going to be a very impactful storm. So it's a state of emergency, definitely in the state of North Carolina. And I have family and friends in the Tidewater area that's preparing for the storm as well. My prayers and thoughts go out to them as they hunker down and get ready for the storm to hit within the next 72 hours. Uh, but from a college football standpoint, a lot of teams are co- uh, canceling their games as well. West Virginia was scheduled to play North Carolina State. That game is canceled. East Carolina versus the Virginia Tech Hokies has canceled their game as well. UCF and North Carolina canceled their game uh, for this Saturday. And I can go on and on with some other teams. Old Dominion canceled their game as well as Hampton University and Norfolk State. They canceled their game as well. So, again, uh, this is a serious matter. Uh, Mother Nature has stepped in right now and interfered with the college football schedule. As Hurricane Florence is approaching the East Coast from North Carolina, or really from South Carolina, North Carolina, a direct hit projected, as well as a little bit of the southeastern side of Virginia. Uh, the whole Tidewater area is preparing for that, and we hope everybody comes out safe and 
we're going to hear the show next week as we prepare um, for the show next week on next Wednesday. So, so with all that being said, uh, we're going to stay here with college football, and Thursday night football kicks off tomorrow. It looks like, um, well, let's jump down to Saturday's game. Let's jump down. Let's see a couple of games that uh, I want to talk about. Before we get into the games, let's go and look at the rankings. So, of course, you know Alabama, Crimson Tide, Crimson Tide Road Tide is still at number one. Uh, let's see if anything changed from the AP poll to the coaches poll. Uh, Ohio State, since the last time we talked, on the show, Ohio State has now jumped up to 2-0. and They're at number four. Prior to that, there was, I want to say there was at number seven and eight, eight uh, rankings before the 2-0 and mark. Uh, as Wisconsin is at 2-0, and they dropped down to number six because they were actually number four going into the season in week one. I talked about how I was in, I always been a Wisconsin Badger fan from behind the scenes, and I like how their program is always consistently winning. And they're all to a good start, 2-0, so they're continuing to win, even though they're dropping in the rankings. Let's see here, as I scan down on this rankings, the top 25 compared to the coaches for, I want to see what jumps out to me. Notre Dame, okay, they're off to a 2-0 start. Uh, beating Michigan in week one, Notre Dame, seemed like Chip Kelly got that offense moving and rolling. They're at number eight. And all the way down, finishing off with number 10, uh, AP poll, they have Penn State at number 11, whereas the coaches poll has Penn State at number 10. So that's really pretty much a, a difference there. A couple of games is going on this weekend. As I take a glance at the schedule for Saturday, and as I do that, I want to kind of plug my game on Saturday night. Again, I am We'll be working the ESPN three game for Lamar Cardinals as they prepare to play Northwestern State. Uh, Southland Conference game on this Saturday. Um, both teams coming to it at one and one. Um, Northwestern State played Texas Texas A&M in week one, and pretty much we call them money games where they got dominated by Texas A&M and the new Aggie football under Jimbo Fisher. Uh, lost. I want to say it was. 59 to 3, my memory served me correct, but uh, Northwestern State was able to bounce back last week as they beat Grambling State, uh, getting their first victory for the season. Flipping to the other side of the field, Lamar got hammered last week against Texas Tech on the road, 77 to 0, maybe three points, if that. But uh, prior to that, them losing big. And love it. They beat a smaller school in Kentucky Christian at home in week one. Seventy. It was funny. They beat them seventy-seven to three. So that's probably the score I was thinking about from the week one. So both teams comes into the Saturday's matchup uh, one and one. Uh, Northwestern State has a fast-paced, um, high, big, big play type style offense. Same with uh, Lamar. Uh, they have a dual-threat quarterback in uh, Dale Corbett Jr. that is very impressive. That he can rely a little bit more on his arm and not his legs. Uh, we know once he gets outside of the pocket what he can do offensively for the Lamar Cardinals. Uh, he's going to have to settle down a little bit more at home uh, and rally behind his home fans in that crowd as they're going to be a very tough game for them to play Northwestern State. Uh, at home. It's going to be their first challenge in the Southland Conference. 
We want to see if they're going to be very competitive. I'm talking about Lamar is going to be competitive in this conference this season, and it's going to be their first test. I'm excited to see it. I'm not going to give a prediction on the game because I'm actually calling the game. I'm on air, so I, it's not right for me to do that. But I'm just kind of laying out the the scenery, laying out the matchup for you guys that's listening to the show tonight as I prepare for that game on Saturday night on ESPN3, uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So looking at Saturday schedule, jumping down to some of the later games, uh, the 2.30 games here in Central Standard Time. You have LSU versus Auburn. That should be a really good matchup for both teams. LSU uh, is a team now that's, you know, it's hit or miss in the SEC West. Uh, they want to be able to be competitive. Get up to their, everything with them is all based on confidence. You want them to see how how they're going to continue to build their confidence, especially against very competitive teams like Auburn in the Southeast Southeastern Conference. Uh, do you have Auburn, the team that's ranked number seven, going against LSU? So looking at the matchups uh, head-to-head, you have a team that wants to establish a running game in LSU. Uh, but then you have, you know, well, let's take that back. I'll take that back. You have LSU that's more of a, a balanced attack team this year, whereas Auburn definitely depends on their running game, their running attack. It was for over 280 yards. In the last two games, and you had LSU bringing a balance of 145 passing and another 170 rushing the ball. So uh, that matchup should be fun. It should be exciting to see some SEC football on CBS. It looks like they're playing in Auburn. So it's going to be the first test for LSU this season. Uh, They had a game up in Dallas where they beat Miami. Is that really a road game, I guess? You can consider that a road game, whereas Louisiana, Baton Rouge is not too far from Dallas. They have majority of of LSU fans there. But, you know, let's see how LSU true test for this season, huh? I like the Tigers. I like what they bring to the table. I'm a big fan of them here in this area, the Gulf Coast area, Texas, Louisiana area. I'm going to predict. It's going to be an upset. It's going to be an upset of the LSU Tigers over Auburn. The Tigers can minimize the turnovers. It's so cliche, but they can minimize the turnovers, control the clock. Uh, they will be able to sneak out of Auburn with that win. And as they prepare to come back home to play uh, Louisiana Tech in week three, uh, week four, excuse me. So LSU, I'm going to watch that game from afar. I'm listen to it on the radio. I drive down to Beaumont for my game uh, Saturday night, and if I get a chance to watch it prior to my game starting and kicking off, I would definitely get a chance to. I definitely would want to get a chance to see how it plays out for the LSU Tigers on the road against Auburn. All right, some other games going on on Saturday night. Let me see here. Bump down to. My computer is moving a little slow, so let me get this refreshed. We'll pull that back up. As my computer refreshed and I get ready for the talk about the schedule, here we go. It's back up. I wanted to talk about the USC-Texas game. Texas is at home. Uh, they unranked. They were ranked going into week one. Now they unranked. Texas will play USC. 
remember the big time rivalry game between USC and Texas, where Vince Young was the quarterback, and you had Reggie Bush on USC team. Uh, I remember that game like it was yesterday. I think that was back in 2006, the national championship game at the Rose Bowl. Uh, Texas is looking to kind of revamp theirself as they lost their first game of the season to Maryland on the road, 34-29, and they bounced back and beat Tulsa last week, 28-21. to um, So, again, they're Texas, so it's no step back. is no, um, you know, Tom Herman has to bring it. I mean, unfortunately, that's just the level of expectations in the state, and you being the face of the state and Texas University. Uh, a lot, or University of Texas, excuse me. A lot of people want to see that program do, do well, and a lot of people don't. Uh, with Texas A&M getting job, um, Jimbo Fisher as the head coach now, they're competing against recruiting, and going against number 22 USC is going to be a matchup to see how it plays out for Texas at home. Hopefully they're able to stay consistent and try to find a way to put up 28 points or more against USC and get to them, become two and one, uh, you know, this season, and not get off to a one and two start. Getting off to a one and two start in the state of Texas, where the Longhorns is unacceptable, in my opinion, and it's a lot of unnecessary pressure for Tom Herman going into his second year. So, um, my picks and prediction on this game: got USC coming into Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas, and beating. Uh, the Longhorns on the road convincingly against uh, a team that's really struggling offensively. So, all right, that's the music. I kind of made my way through that segment there for the college football. And I want to give some more picks and predictions. So when we come back here right from the break, let's go ahead and give some more picks and predictions. As week two kicks off tomorrow night for the NFL, and I'm going to talk about the games as well. Next segment on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mike Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lee Mike Williams on the Voice American Sports Network, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. As I enter week, I mean week number two, as I enter segment number four, and week number two of the NFL kicks off tomorrow night, Thursday night football package will start with the Baltimore Ravens going on the road against Cincinnati. And I want to give you my picks and predictions going into week number two. So kicking off Thursday night football, we have the Baltimore Ravens. That's 1-0. At an outstanding performance at home, beating Buffalo 47-3. Then you have Cincinnati at home, will we'll be hosting the Baltimore Ravens as they are 1-0 as well. They had that road victory over the Indianapolis Colts 34-23. So, like I said earlier in the show, Baltimore – was very impressive against Buffalo. I like what I saw offensively and defensively from the Ravens. Speaking on the defensive side of the ball for the Ravens, you have Terrell Suggs. He's back from his injury by season. Now that he's back healthy, he's the true leader of that Ravens defense. Uh, he's flying around bringing pressure on any quarterback, and he's starting to settle in now to the point where he's dominant, like the old Ravens defensive players, like the Ray Lewis and the Peter Bowers. Uh, he was pretty dominant uh, in his era. And I miss Ray Lewis, who I mean, the Hall of Famer Ray Lewis. But what I'm saying is that the Ravens defense are starting to take ownership of their true identity of the team. Joe Flacco, I wanted to see what he was going to do in week one. I thought he did a really impressive job. Uh, at home uh, with the pressure of Lamar Jackson behind him. Uh, the Ravens was able to put up big numbers against a struggling Baltimore, I mean, Buffalo Bills team and win. My picks and prediction or my prediction of this game uh, will be Cincinnati will beat Baltimore at home, though, because one is a short week of preparation for, for the team that plays, for both teams that played on Sunday, to get ready for the Thursday night game. Cincinnati under Marvin Lewis seems to me, which is a former Baltimore Ravens coach, seems to me always to be very competitive when these two teams go head-to-head. I wouldn't call it a rival because they're in the the same division, but it's a black and blue division like I call it, and Cincinnati Bengals 
as uh, we'll find a way to get this one at home. It's going to be a close game, and I really believe that the Cincinnati Bengals will upset the Ravens. Despite what I saw from the Ravens on last Sunday and their improvements uh, and their impressive play against the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to go against the grain and go with Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night, kicking off week two. Jumping down to Sunday's games, let's look here. You have Carolina, who beat the Dallas Cowboys. I know the Cowboys fans out there listening to the show is kind of still upset about me saying that and also upset about them losing on the road to the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton and company will go down to his home state and home city, hometown city, the Atlanta Falcons, as the Falcons will try to find their first victory of the season, losing in the season opener, kicking off the 2018 season for the whole league on last Thursday night when they played, they well, they went on the road and played the Philadelphia Eagles and lost. Um, so my prediction on this game here, Atlanta will win this one. Uh, they're a better team than what we saw last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, those guys will be a little bit more prepared as they have a little bit more time by playing that Thursday night game. And then they go into the Sunday Sunday matchup against Carolina. Uh, but don't don't think Cam Newton wouldn't be prepared and he's not going to be excited to be home in his home city to play against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I think you think defensively the Falcons have a better package early on uh, in the first half for Cam Newton to rattle him in the quarterback position. Uh, so I got the Atlanta Falcons winning that one, getting their first victory for the season against their in division one of the the teams well, one of the teams in their division in the Carolina Panthers. Jumping down to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, will he play, will he not play? We will not know. We will not know until Sunday. But, you know, it's been reported that his uh, knee uh, was suffering. He suffered a knee injury, left the game, came back with that impressive, uh, dynamic, uh, I'm, look, I'm searching for words. I mean, he was just the man on this past um was it Monday night? No, Sunday night football. Excuse me. Sunday night football game when they beat Chicago Bears at home. So they play a set that again, A-Rock. <laughs> they drug him out. Oh, they drug him out. But he got back on the field. It was an impressive play by Aaron Rodgers. That's why they pay him that salary that they gave him because he was impressive. Uh, they play Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota at home. So I'm going with Green Bay. Uh, hopefully that Aaron Rodgers play, and if he plays, I'm going with Green Bay. Uh, Houston, travel on the road against Tennessee. The Texans will win. I talked about that in the first segment. The Texans, in my opinion, will be too much for the Tennessee Titans, as Blaine Gabbert will be the starting quarterback for uh, Marcus Mariota that's, that's out due to injury and the Tennessee Titans' first-year coach. Uh, Houston Texans will win and get their first victory of the 2018 season. Cleveland will travel down to New Orleans. Um, they still haven't won a game yet. Had that tie against Pittsburgh. New Orleans stunk up the place last week, and they lost big to Tampa Bay. Or they didn't look impressive against Tampa Bay. Saints will get their first victory over the Cleveland Browns at home. The Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 will host the Miami Dolphins, team that's in their division. I think the Jets will pull that off, riding that momentum and the Monday night momentum and confidence, beating the, uh, the Detroit Lions at home on the, on the road. I think the Jets will get that game against the Miami Dolphins. 
Pittsburgh Steelers versus Kansas City. Man, Kansas City offense was impressive. I guess the word of the week is impressive. I've said that like four times already. But Kansas City uh, offensively did their thing. Um, but they're playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers at, at home. Well, Pittsburgh will be home. And will Ben Roethlisberger recover from throwing all those interceptions? He had three last week. Uh, he had to cut back on the turnovers. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I mean, excuse me. I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City Chiefs on this one. I think the Chiefs right now are, are solid offensively. they got some really good weapons. Tyreek Hill, um, can't, you know, he can't go against the speed. His speed was unbelievable last week. And uh, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs on the road, winning that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, now let's look at some of the later games uh, on Sunday. Let's look here. Uh, the 305 games that kicks off. You got Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they lost big to uh, at home, and I know A. Rod, you're in Phoenix, so you saw that game losing big to the Washington Redskins. Um, I think the Rams will win that. They dominated, and they did their thing against the Ra- the Raiders on Monday Night Football. L.A. will win that game. The L.A. Rams will win that game over the Arizona uh, Cardinals. All right, some of the later games looks here. Let's say Oakland-Denver. That's a good rivalry game. Oakland, can they bounce back? John Gruden, can he get his first victory as a new head coach? I will say no um, because the Denver Broncos is a very tough team to play at home. They got an outstanding front seven. Uh, Von Miller, you saw that pressure he was bringing. Last week, he's going to continue to bring that pressure from the outside edge. I got Denver winning that game over the Oakland Raiders. Uh, another late game or afternoon game will be the New England Patriots versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And believe it or not, A-Rod, man, this is going to be an impressive. I'm going to watch this game here. If it comes on here locally, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to go to the local sports bar and check this game out because Jacksonville, man, I, with Jalen Ramsey and that defense going against Tom Brady and that offense. This is going to be a really good game. I want to see how Jalen Ramsey and that secondary adjust to Tom Brady. You know Brady's going to try to find Grankowski uh, throughout that game. So my prediction on that, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville will win that one at home. Sunday night football, Giants versus the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys, give it to the Cowboys uh, at home. And wrapping up next Monday Night Football, we got Seattle versus the Bears. I'm going to give the Seattle Seahawks an opportunity to get their first victory on the road against the Chicago Bears. All right, man, that sounds like I hear the music, A-Rod, so you're telling me it's time to wrap up the show. I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show up. I want to thank everyone for listening to Outside the Huddle with Levi Williams tonight. Until we meet again next Wednesday, have a safe and blessed weekend. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.